Buckle up your pant legs, zip up your hats, and spike up your hair. No, even more than that. Spikier than that. Even more. Keep going. There you go. It's time for Sounds by Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. What did you think of this viewing? This game's good sometimes. Yay. <laughs> I was so glad to get to all this shit. Yeah. I mean, it it still had its ups and downs, but I, I enjoyed this a lot more. Stuff. We had a rough go of it. We had to we had to pay the the boredom tax. Yeah. Yeah, and like I don't know. I mean I know that's just like a thing that a lot of video games used to make you do. <laughs> but I was surprised at how much there was. This week we we went to uh Twilight Town, we went to uh Hollow Bastion, and we went to the Space Paranoids. And we saw the true villain of the Kingdom Hearts rear his, his head again. Computers. Oh, I was thinking about Pluto. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, ooh. I forgot he was in this part. Yeah. He doesn't look as bad in this game. He doesn't look as much like a bug in this game. <laughs> Does he actually look different? I didn't notice at all. I think his model's just, like, nicer, uh, and it makes him look less less creepy. You've turned me against Pluto. I never really had much of an opinion of him, but now whenever I see him, I, I shake my fist. Ooh, you. I mean, he does some pretty su- suspect stuff in this part. Um, I think he kidnapped Kyrie. Yeah, and he brought her through a tunnel of darkness, like, without a cloak on. I was still... I, I know who opened that corridor of darkness, but it does kind of look like Pluto might have did it. Looks like Pluto did it, and then he just walks through it. No problem. He's named for the god of death. Yep. He can do whatever he wants. He has the darkest of powers. Yeah, he's going to bring death to everyone. Well, this this does begin with Pluto, uh, who... When did we last see him? How the fuck did he get here? I don't know. That's the that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is one of Nomura's biggest blank points. He needs to make the Pluto prequel, midquel, spinoff sequel. Yeah, I, th- I, uh, I think Pluto was here... Well, actually, you should start describing the scene. I'll tell you why I think Pluto was here. Yeah, we're in the world that never was. We're in the skyscraper town uh, where Roxas was that one time. And Pluto is following Axel into an alleyway. Yeah. And Axel goes through a corridor of darkness and Pluto says, hmm, interesting. I will produce my own and go through it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I feel like Pluto was going to fucking assassinate Axel. (laughs) <laughs> he missed his shot though axel got away yep oh thank god axel because isn't axel working with uh riku and mickey at this point uh i actually don't remember and i don't know who axel is working for i think because the last time we saw axel uh uh riku parentheses ansem parentheses riku let him go along with Namine. right so I guess he's still working with Diz? Okay. Or no, sorry. Axel. No, Riku. Wait, no. What? That's what I was saying. Who the I, fuck? What is Axel doing? Yeah, I thought he was working with Riku, and I mean, maybe he's doing his own stuff, but... Yeah, I don't remember. I, I assume we'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he's got some schemes and some machinations. Well, I feel like he's trying to restore Roxas. That's probably what he's trying to do. Yeah, I, I think Sayak says that in this part. I think I think Axel is just, yeah, off on his own right now. Yeah. Maybe he thought Kyrie could bring Roxas out of Sora's heart or something. I don't know. Perhaps. But Pluto said, I'm gonna kill you before I can before that can happen. That's right. 
Uh, but he does fail. Uh, and he goes through another corridor of darkness uh, to the Destiny Islands, which is also where Axel goes. Yeah, how's he doing this? <laughs> so I think we could just say at this point, it's probably Riku who's opening these corridors, right? Yeah, but where is he? Can he do that remotely? I guess. I guess. I mean, he must be. Uh, maybe he's, like, just right behind them? I don't know. I just think this is how much darkness Pluto has in his heart, that he can do this. It seems like the most likely explanation. And may- uh, maybe this I is assume actually, that what Riku's... Maybe this is actually just Pluto's nobody. Um, Plutox. That, Plutox. Uh, Zul- I always am, am inclined to just put an X at Zul- the end. Zulpto. <laughs> Tux Tuxplo. Tuxplo Tuxplo's alright. Tuxlop. Zulpto is like kinda like uh uh Lovecraftian, I feel like. Which is, which is appro- fitting. appropriate for this horrible little I think creature. that what's going on here actually is that Riku is trying to keep his distance from Kairi because maybe maybe he thinks that she'll see through his disguise. I don't know. Right. Uh but he's he's trying to lead Pluto to help Kairi out as Axel is trying to kidnap her. And he tries real good, but not good enough. Didn't really try that hard. Uh, he basically just asks if she wants to get kidnapped. <laughs> uh, can I kidnap you, please? He's like, I'm an acquaintance of Sora's. I can take you to him. And Pluto runs over and is like, don't, don't do that. And Axel's like, damn it, I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't considered that she wouldn't do it. Yeah. He, he has some sort of got it memorized line here. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, he did. I, I wrote it down, but. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't. Uh we hear a whistle from off screen, which I assume again is Riku. Mm. His iconic whistle. Yeah, I didn't think about that. It must be Riku. And another corridor opens and Pluto like leads uh Kyrie through it. Uh Axel says something like, You know, Kyrie, we have something in common. We both miss someone we care about. I guess you could say we're basically friends. And Kyrie's like, No, no, definitely not. You're a weird dude not, in a black cloak. Not not for me. Goodbye. Uh and they go through this uh they go through this portal and they end up in this weird sort of ethereal plane full of like nobody emblems. Yeah. I don't know what that was. Is that not some is that something that nobody knows or you just don't know? Uh I forgot to look it up. Let's see. Okay. Editing Sam here, I looked it up, it's called Betwixt and Between. It doesn't seem to have any real particular significance beyond being the plane of existence between Twilight Town and the world that never was. I'm back from Googling. I have no idea what this was. That's alright. You and that dog oh, well. came flying out of a hole in that wall. <laughs> yeah, a dog does come flying out of a hole in the wall. Also, she, because uh, she like goes through a, a second portal. Yeah. They go into the weird nobody plane, and then they go into another plane. Or, or uh, through another portal, I should say. And they end up in Twilight Town. But she looks back, and she sees a man in a black coat who is probably Riku. Yeah, And then they're in the Twilight Town hangout zone, and Penn says, you and that weird dog came flying out of a hole in the wall. Welcome. I, I wouldn't, I'm kind of continually surprised how much Hainer, Pence, and Alette continue to be a thing. They're the main characters. Yeah. Because I always think it's weird when they do this when, like, your main time you spent with a character was fake, but then they just, like, then you keep spending time with that character as if the time you spent with them wasn't fake. Do you have any other examples besides these three? 
I feel like there's other shows where a bunch of stuff happens in a dream. I'm trying to think what. Oh, you know, I feel like um, actually the biggest example is Mad Eye Moody in Harry Potter, where oh god, they just like act like he was actually their professor for all that time, even though it was definitely yeah. like one of the creepiest things to happen in Harry Potter. He just like walks up to them afterwards and is like, "Well, I'm a member of the team now." And they're like, "Hi, nice to meet you, I guess." Yeah, but they like he pretend they pretend like they still have this relationship with this guy that they definitely do just don't have. Anyway. Yeah, at least this one they they don't act like they know everyone. There's like weird stuff going on where like hearts are resonating and stuff and they're like, "I feel like you know me somehow" or whatever. But <laughs> No, this is way better than that for sure. Um <laughs> I just always think that's super bizarre. If Kyrie just flies out of the wall and they're like, you look like a friend of Roxas's, who I don't know who he is. Yeah. Would you like some ice cream? <laughs> Here, pull up a pull up a chair and ice cream and a gem from our trophy and take a seat. They're very they're very good. They're good kids for sure. I just it's it is just a weird thing to do. Yeah, except for Hainer. Right. So uh, we go to oh yeah, there's a little a little gameplay moment here where. Uh, Chip and Dale on the gummy ship tell you that, uh, or not on the gummy, anyway, uh, they tell you that uh, the path to Twilight Town is open again, which hasn't happened since you first left at the beginning of the game. What's going on? Oh. And you fly in, and Vivi is running away from the sandlot, screaming for help, because something's happening to Cypher. I loved this. It was good. I I love Vivi, and it was just a funny little moment. The moment gets even better when you're actually playing the game, because Sora says... Oh, geez, we better go see what's going on. And then you get control of Sora and you have uh, all the time in the world to explore Twilight Town and open treasure chests and do <laughs> skateboard tricks. That, that rules. And you will. Because you know that all the treasure chests are here. Right. Yeah. Uh, so a couple hours later, Sora arrives at the Sandlot where Cypher, Fu, and Rai are dead on the ground. <laughs> That's good context you gave me, because I assumed it just happened right away. Nope. Uh, <laughs> they are surrounded by dusks, and Sora fights them off, and a, a hooded organization member who we know is Saix, forgot his name for a second, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I guess we don't know his name. Uh, he appears, he asks if uh, they've seen a man named Axel, and he says, Axel is not acting in the organization's best interests, and Sora... Sora decides it's time to quip and says, <laughs> Not a very organized organization. <laughs> Zing. Good one, man. Yeah. I mean, Sykes, go, Sora. Sykes didn't really have a comeback, so, you know, he got owned by a child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sora war Sykes warns Sora that Axel is probably trying to turn him into a Heartless, which means he's trying to recreate Roxas. Right. Poor Axel. And poor Sora. And poor, and poor Roxas. Sykes. And poor Roxas. Yeah. Poor Cypher. Poor Donald and Goofy. Poor Cypher. Poor Cypher. <laughs> poor Vivi. Yeah. Sad, uh, sad game. Yeah, we do see Sykes. Uh, he takes off his hood and we say, I know that guy. Uh, and he says that the organization are very special because they remember what it was like to have hearts, meaning they know how to injure your heart. Damn, if, isn't, if that isn't true. <laughs> Which is a very funny thing to say. I think that what he's getting at is that he is going to manipulate Sora, but it's wild that he just tells him this. Yeah, I mean, Sora is, Sora is the kind of guy you can tell you're going to do that, and he'll, it'll still work, so. 
I know how to troll you, Sora. I had a heart once. <laughs> what? You have a- Oh my god, I have a heart! <laughs> your shoes look stupid. No, they don't! My friends would I never say your, that! <laughs> I hate your stupid little necklace. Hmm. I don't know. I think we're gonna be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! You can't- You can't flap this boy. It's the Goku defense. <laughs> He's too stupid. Yeah. We get some primo Sora is stupid moments later. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, so, I, oh, here's a great moment. Speaking of Sora being very smart, uh, Saix pops open a corridor of darkness, and Sora, like, leans over to Donald and is like, we should jump in after him. And Donald says, how come? And Sora says, I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought it was an okay plan. I mean, Sora doesn't know that it's a bad idea to go through a corridor of darkness. <laughs> Uh, but Saix, uh, speaking of him knowing how to hurt a heart, Saix says, if you are reckless, you might end up like Riku. And then he leaves. And the last thing he says is, uh, just keep killing them heartless. And Sora's like, what, wait, what was that about Riku? And he's like, bye. Yeah. They, the organization must have, like, in their rule book that you have to say, like, at least one cryptic thing a day or you get fired. I like that. Uh, I think that Saix is completely talking out of his ass. I don't think he has any idea what happened to Riku. Oh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally just like, what would get to Sora? Oh, you don't want to end up like Riku. Oh, Goodbye. Oh, right, because people didn't really, people just were very confused when they saw Ansem running around. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know if Saix saw that. Yeah, only, I don't know who's seen that even. I think it's like Mickey and Diz, basically. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, so he leaves. Uh, Cypher gets up and is very, very funny here. <laughs> yeah, this is great. He's like so like angry and embarrassed to have been shown up in a fight by Sora that he's like, get out of this town. You shouldn't be here. And take the struggle trophy because you proved that you're stronger than me, but I'm only going to say it once. Now get out of here. Oh, thanks. Thanks for this shitty fucking trophy. It <laughs> <laughs> just breaks constantly. Breaks constantly. Looks like shit. But Sora's like, wait, why are you giving this to me? And he's like, this is supposed to belong to the strongest guy in Twilight Town. And Sora's like, I can't accept this. So Cypher gives it to Goofy. And Goofy's like, that's right. <laughs> because it's true. He's the true hero. <laughs> check check the stats. Check Goofy's strength versus Sora's. Uh, I don't know, probably higher. Probably higher, I don't know. Yep. Um, yeah, I like that someone's finally recognized Goofy for how epic he is. He's some good Goofy, yeah, this is also a good Goofy moment uh, episode. Yeah, he's the only one who knows how to use a computer. <laughs> That's insane, too. Like, Well, he's a mechanic, it's like a computer mechanic. Okay. A mechanic is like a computer mechanic, have you ever thought about that? A mechanic is like a computer mechanic. No, I've never thought about that, actually. Go ahead and think about that, and while you think about that, I'll move on and then not ask you to uh, describe how you feel about that. Uh, Pence runs in and says, hey, what? Hey, what the hell just... Anyway, do you know a girl named Kyrie, Sora? And they go to the old train station, and they meet up with Pence and Olette, uh, or sorry, Hainer and Olette, and Hainer says, hey, Kyrie was looking for you, but she got fucking kidnapped. Oops. Oops. What else is new? It's time for we Ky get a little flashback. Kyrie, ha Kyrie hasn't been in peril for like five minutes, so it's time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 
Uh, we get a little flashback here. Uh, they they tell Kyrie, who, by the way, Kyrie was like walking home from school when we last saw her, <laughs> right? And now, uh, Hayner, Pence, and Olette are like, "Oh, Sora said he would come back at some point. If you want to just like hang out here until that, <laughs> whenever that is, that's as good a plan as any." I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else they would do. Right. We can't open a portal. <laughs> Pluto could, but he won't. Yeah. So, hey, do you just want to hang out here for however long it takes for Sora to return? It may be months from now. And she says, yeah, that sounds fine. Uh, she's got all the ice cream she could eat. She's listening to her favorite music. It's fine. Uh, but then Axel pops out of a portal and says, let's go. Yeah. Not- Hainer and Pence charge at him and he just casually sidesteps them and they just slam into the wall. It looks like he doesn't even sidestep them. It looks like he just keeps walking and they fall over. <laughs> there is a, an iconic Kingdom Hearts manga moment here where Olette tries to attack him with a nail bat. Mm-hmm. And then Nothing happens. Oh. Nothing comes of it. Okay. It is- it's just a panel that people love to share. That is shocking that he has a nail bat, actually. That does sound good. <laughs> I don't know where they got it. Uh, but he kidnaps Kyrie, and Pluto just follows them because he wants to get kidnapped too, I guess. <laughs> well, no, it's time to f- complete his mission and kill Axel. <laughs> he grabs the nail bat. <laughs> now that's good. Uh, I like I like this moment here where Hayner like apologizes for what happened, and Sora kind of tries to be like, "Oh, cheer up, it's okay, it's not your fault." But then he's like, "You know what? I'm not really in any place to be <laughs> cheering people up right now." Right. <laughs> Sora, for the, for the, I think literally the first time in the entire Kingdom Hearts series, just taking a moment to be like, I don't know if I'm feeling very chipper right now. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah, I, well, he's, he's, he's becoming a teen. The, the angst has to start now. So, <laughs> uh, and then I think he just like accidentally like spikes the trophy out of Goofy's hands. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> But it's good, though, because now it's time to ponder some orbs. <laughs> That's right. The gems roll everywhere. Uh, Hainer, Pence, and Olette each grab one. Sora grabs the blue one, and he holds it up to the sun. And then Goofy pulls the blue gem out of the money pouch, and he does the same. And then Donald is just standing there. It, it feels like a fucking Twin Peaks scene where everyone's just... Hol- so weird. They're just silently holding up these orbs to the sun. And it's just like, what? why is this... Are these magic? Do the orbs make you do this? What is happening? They just like to do it. I don't know. I I was waiting for the part where Olette is like, oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about where did you get that money pouch and that crystal? Because, But no, there's just, they just ponder their orbs and Donald is like, are you guys okay? <laughs> Should I leave? What's going on? Can I, <laughs> can I have one or leave? Yeah. I... He should have. He should have been like nudging Goofy, like like, "Hey, give me your orb. I want to look at it. I want to see what the, what's so great about them." That's a very Donald move, yeah. Uh, but him him just like looking around awkwardly was also very funny. Yeah, uh, I think Sora has like a vision here of himself as Roxas or something. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was him having a vision or if it was like Roxas's friends having a vision of Roxas. Oh, maybe it was unclear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the gem starts glowing, and they open the next gateway. Right, that's right, yeah. Uh, the others ask what the hell that was just now, and Sora says, uh, a road to my friends just opened. I'll come back another time, I promise. And they're like, yeah, what? Okay, sure. What? Yeah, he always promises, like, 
not everyone. It's kind of it's kind of self centered to think that that everybody wants you to come back and hang out. <laughs> they do. He's right. He is right. Yeah. I mean, these people, they will just roll with whatever. He opens a gateway with his keyblade and a giant keyhole in the sky. They're like, that's fine. There's a duck and a dog. Yeah, I think that- Cypher <laughs> Cypher gave the strongest man trophy to the talking dog. Whatever. Yeah, true. Once, you, once you've accepted the talking dog, you can accept a lot of things. <laughs> uh, Sora gets Oathkeeper, Kyrie's keyblade. And he also gets Limit Form if you're playing Final Mix. Uh, limit form is really conceptually ridiculous because have you seen in any of the cutscenes what Sora's other forms look like? Can't remember. I don't think that that's been shown really. No. Basically, it's just his clothes changed to a different color, so they changed to be like all red or all blue. Limit form is a silly one because it it's like the same clothes, but they changed to like imitate his Kingdom Hearts one outfit. So he's got like. The big red pants and a little black vest. Hmm. The funniest thing about Limit Form, though, because the idea of Limit Form is that people played Kingdom Hearts 2 and they were disappointed in how much they lost from Kingdom Hearts 1 in terms of abilities. So Limit Form is the only way that you could dodge roll in this game. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, they, they replaced the dodge roll with a guard and a lot of people were mad. So in Final Mix, they said, OK, fine, you can... <laughs> You can activate nostalgia mode. You can dodge roll wow. again. A guard is better anyway. I don't remember if I ever really had an opinion on which was better, but apparently a lot of people were not happy to lose the dodge roll. Yeah, I mean, gamers gamers not happy, you know. <laughs> what a story. <laughs> the, you, got, you have unlocked the gamer appeasement form. Yeah. It's always crazy when that's. I, I'm always really shocked when that stuff shows up in a game. It's like, just let the gamers be mad. They're going to be mad anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Um, in chair room, Saix tells Zemnis that he passed the message along to Sora. Uh, Zemnis says something kind of weird here that I didn't know what to make of it, where he says, he says to Saix, you have the power to plant seeds of doubt in a receptive heart. And I couldn't tell if that meant like you as an organization member that is one of your strengths is that you can do that kind of shit or if you if he was talking specifically about Saix? oh yeah i wasn't sure either i thought that just meant like you're good at it because you're a heartless and you know what it's like to have a heart a nobody a nobody one of those <laughs> i feel like I'm, i should edit in an alarm when you say that <laughs> <laughs> the we blew it alarm uh well <laughs> sorry podcast over everybody oh well um Zemnis does the star wars thing his doubt sora's doubt will turn to anger the anger will turn to whatever the hell <laughs> uh Syx asks i love i love, uh, I, love that, Axel? I love that saying by the way <laughs> yeah it'll turn into whatever whatever the hell yeah whatever the plot needs it to it'll do that yep uh Zemnis, i don't remember exactly what he says here but he just says that axel is a poor fool yeah He's right. He's, yeah, he's right. Uh, they go to Hollow Bastion, and they worry that there's more Heartless here than there used to be, and also there's nobodies, and that's not good. Is that, like, organization-related? Is that, like, what Roxas has been, or what they were doing, that there's more Heartless? Um, uh, wait, the Heartless or the nobodies? The Heartless. Are, like, the or is that, like, related to them creating their Kingdom Hearts or whatever? I actually don't know if there's a explicit reason... 
I think I think next time we'll get into some stuff about what the Heartless are up to. I think. Okay. Yeah, I I don't remember. In my mind, uh, it's primarily uh, we're getting further into the game, so the Heartless need to be stronger for <laughs> for the higher level player. That makes sense. Sure. There might be a story explanation. I don't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, is this the first time we see Cloud in this game? Yeah, at least it is for me. He's looking uh, less demonic. He doesn't have his spiky gauntlet or his wing or whatever, but he's very brooding. Still pretty goth. I think, I think I've think i heard that this is his Advent Children outfit, I think. I don't know. That's, I haven't seen it. That sounds right, yeah. that's That feels right. Sure, why yeah. not? Uh, and they say, hey, Cloud, what's up? And he says, I'm going to settle things with the one who embodies all my inner darkness. And they say, that's nice. Yeah, bye, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> he says to keep an out for, keep an eye out for Sephiroth, but be careful because he will he'll he says like he will mess with your head and make you think that darkness is the way or something like that. Yeah, you know, like the thing that every single Kingdom Hearts villain does. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Um Especially considering, I think that Sephiroth, you only encounter him in an optional boss fight in this game. Yeah, I feel like it's maybe just Nomura, like, kind of signaling how what Sephiroth does is similar to what, like, Ansem and these other villains do. It, yeah, it's like it, cre- it was weird. It's creating a parallel between their journeys. That's the only thing I can really think of. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Aerith approaches, and, uh, God, I do not like Kingdom Hearts Aerith. Aerith approaches, but also very funnily, Scrooge McDuck is just in the background looking around the corner at them. <laughs> He's researching ice cream flavors. I thought he was going to come and say something because of the way he was like fr- in the frame, but then he's just not in this scene after that. <laughs> no, that's just where he stands in Hollow Bastion. <laughs> okay, good. That's his ice cream shop. And yeah, Aerith walks over and she sucks in this game and she's like, Cloud, what's wrong? And he's like, don't get involved, Aerith. And she's like, are you going to leave again, Cloud? Come back when you find your light. I'll be waiting and cheering for you. Yeah, I really don't want to, like, just clown on that, the voice actress, because, like, you know, maybe it's just the director. Because voice direction, I think, ends up mattering sometimes more than the actor's I think that tricks. is what it is. I yeah. I mentioned this last time we saw her. I yeah. listened to a little bit of her in Advent Children, because that's where she was first cast as Aerith. I think she. I think she's better. I don't know what the hell this was. Yeah, a paycheck, I guess. Yeah. Also, her characterization in this game just sucks ass. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of that. They go to Merlin's. Uh, Sid tells them that they found Ansem's computer. I bolded that in my notes because that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you love that they found Ansem's computer. I've never really thought of it as funny, to be honest. I think it's just really hilarious to think about Ansem tip-tapping away on a computer. And it gets even funnier when you find out how his computer fucking works. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> once you know once you know how his computer works, uh, how he uh, comes up with passwords. I think this might be the craziest thing in Kingdom Hearts, honestly, what is going on the- with Ansem's computer. Like, the, the hoops <laughs> he has jumped through to create this computer is truly insane. No, you see, this is this is good. This is this is why I wanted to do this podcast because I have no perspective on stuff like this, and I look at this and I go, "Yeah, that makes sense. That that's how that would work." I think just like you know, already it's very funny. The computers take such a are such a big part of this like Disney themed Final Fantasy like 
esque game, and only gonna get bigger. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and I just the I just I don't know. Just like imagine this guy with his like shirtless <laughs> like cloak or his you know weird little outfit on. He's tapping away on a computer doing evil hacking. I just I, <laughs> I just it's it's great. I love it. <laughs> the light the light hats and the darkness hats yeah <laughs> i do need to i do need to remind you that from the secret ansem reports we do know that that guy is not ansem yes and they make it even more i, I yeah i guess it is funnier because it's it's actually about how like imposter ansem has corrupted good guy ansem's computer <laughs> that's right good guy ansem uh left his computer unattended and his his sneaky apprentice logged on and looked up you, all the dirtiest pornography, corrupting <laughs> the entire system. You gotta lock a computer when you walk away from your workstation, Ansem. Yeah, with your ridiculous, ridiculous password. What a dumb password. <laughs> we'll get to his password soon. But uh, we have far more ridiculous stuff to deal with. No, no we don't. But we have ridiculous stuff to deal with first of all the reason that his computer is so important is because they believe that it will have all of the data from his research on the heartless on the nobodies the organization possibly even the realm of darkness so very important that they get into that computer and on their way there uh to meet with leon uh what what yeah what the fuck was this they are beset by tiny flying Yuna, Riku, and Pain from Final Fantasy Ten Two. Yeah, why are the Ten Two ladies little pixies now? So here's the thing: we know that Riku of Final Fantasy Ten was going to be Yuffie in Kingdom Hearts One, uh-huh. but they they changed it to Yuffie because her name is basically because in in Japanese she's I think Riku. Ryuku? It's hard to say. Yeah. Ryuku? Ryuku with the paws, yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, it's Ryuku. Oh, it's Ryuku. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. which is why it's so fucking hard for me to say it. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so I, I don't know if they were like maybe like talking to the localizers or something in the early stages and they were like, hey, can we do Riku? And they were like, no, her name is Riku in English. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I I know that Nomura like wanted these characters to be in the game. I think he said here. I think I have a quote from him somewhere on why he did this. Why they have to be little pixies though? Let's see what he had to say. It's, it's fine. You wanted to put your waifus in the game. Just why are they little pixies? <laughs> uh, in Kingdom Hearts two, the Gull Wings—that's their name in the game. Uh, receive a new appearance seeming to be small pixies. The reason for making the Gullwings pixie-like beings was because Tetsuya Nomura wanted to have Final Fantasy characters appear in a non-human form that still appeared human. Oh, 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 oh. Not specifically in Kingdom Hearts. He just liked the idea of seeing known Final Fantasy characters in a different form. And he figured that Kingdom Hearts was a great opportunity to do that. You can just draw stuff, Nomura. You don't have to put it in the video game. He chose their fairy forms as he believed that they would look interesting. And and because he believed that the screen would be too crowded if the camera focused on all three of them at once in their normal human forms. Nomura, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like, I mean, you know what? I gotta respect it that he's just like, I thought it would be fun. But like... (laughs) So I did it. So I did it. But like, what the fuck, man? You know... When we're in, in Merlin's house and Sid is on the computer and it's Sid 
Yuffie, Leon, and Aerith, I just go, whoa, whoa, too many, no, too many guys. <laughs> Make my, my brain can't handle all this, all these characters. <laughs> Make That's a little too pixies. Many guys. No. Ah. <laughs> Turn one of them into a turtle. <laughs> they need to be smaller, damn it. <laughs> Ridiculous. But yes, this is the Gull Wings from Final Fantasy X-2. They are inexplicably little fairies, and they just, like, fly up to Sora, and they're like, hey, what's Leon up to? And Sora says, oh, uh, he's at the castle postern. They're- Look, I'll-, I'll accept a lot of shit from Kingdom Hearts. You cannot convince me that Sora knows the word postern. Well, he just learned it, you know, someone else said it. <laughs> I don't even know what a postern is. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> How dare you tell me that Sora does? Uh, and then Riku, not Riku, Riku, uh, says, yeah, thanks, thanks for the info. We'll go report this to Maleficent. I mean, uh, bye. <laughs> I was, I, I feel like I was with Sora doing a big whatever gesture after this. And now I feel like with the background you gave me, that's like Nomura's employees giving a big whatever gesture at this. <laughs> whatever if he wants to put it in the game that's fine I mean, I guess, I mean we're making money i guess whatever it's fine it's what 20 seconds fine just put it in the game yeah whatever. <laughs> so weird i like i like to see these characters i like these characters yeah no <laughs> it's fine i was just like why are why are they this it's weird because i do i do know that they come back i think they're only in this game i don't think they ever come back after this but I know they return in a later scene, but even then, I feel like they're so inconsequential that it's it's more of just, like, a little cameo than anything else, which is fine, I guess. Yeah, again, fine to do a little cameo. I just It's one of the weirdest ways to do a little cameo I've seen in a while. It does also uh, throw a wrench into a lot of my theories about, like, how the Final Fantasy characters fit into this world. <laughs> yeah, same, actually. I'll figure it out, though. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick my head in a blender and see what comes out cool so they go to the postern and Aerith is here and she says mickey's with leon and donald and goofy shit themselves but no riku and sora cries himself and then they go inside and there's a weird little blue thing crawling on the ceiling huh yeah huh huh what's that weird little blue guy does he Hmm. come back yes okay good they find ansem's study which is all fucked up. There's like broken glass and cobwebs and such all over the place. And there's a big old portrait on the wall of quote unquote Ansem, the one from Kingdom Hearts One. It's very it's a, he he's looking very suave and sexy in this in this portrait. I do want to say, this is hilarious that this portrait is here, because we already kind of know, and we'll learn even more explicitly soon, this is not that man's study. Because yeah. that man is Ansem's uh, apprentice who steals his identity. Yeah, so he stole the study. He stole the study, which is great. It's the fact that he then put a big portrait of himself on the wall. <laughs> well, that's when it's complete. That's when you. That's when it's. It's now your study. <laughs> I just want to know when this portrait was painted. He's was it after he usurped the the role the name of Ansem? Did he go up to a to an artist and be like, "Can you paint me?" 
<laughs> or does Zemnis, uh, not Zemnis, does Ansem just get portraits done of all of his apprentices? I want to believe that Imposter Ansem did this. He probably, like, made an artist into a heartless and made them make a painting. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some, like, painter heartless boss that I am not remembering off the top of my head. That one, That's the one that painted it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or uh, Ansem does have an employee uh, picture day where everyone gets a portrait painted. The giant portrait that is so heavy that it makes the ground shake when it falls off the wall. That's right. Uh, Tifa walks in. Speaking of it falling off the wall, yeah. it's Tifa. Tifa. I And I guess is this Advent children costume too? Because I was thinking, I made a note that I was like, oh, is this just like Nomura's chance to put all of his favorite characters in new fun costumes in the same way I... it's Nomura's chance to make his characters into little pixies? <laughs> Again, I haven't seen it, but I think so. I think that's right. Okay, got it. Uh, I have some stuff to read about Tifa Okay, uh, that's weird. I'm going to start with the less weird one. Uh, this is from the Kingdom Hearts 2 Ultimania. Mm -hmm. This is from Tetsuya Nomura. Back when we were working on Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, some of the staff members wanted to have Tifa show up. They said battling with Tifa would be fun, in a melee sense, and originally wanted to add both Sephiroth and Tifa into Final Mix. But due to tight schedules, we could only go with one character, so we inserted Sephiroth into the game. Because of that, we decided to let Tifa show up in this game. Okay, great. Here's quote number two from the Kingdom Hearts 2 character reports from Tetsuya Nomura. As a symbol of light, like Sephiroth, it's possible that she too was incorporeal. That last scene where she goes off to search for Cloud, you could say is a metaphor for how Cloud's light still hasn't lost him. Even though he's disappeared off with his darkness and it is trying to shine on him again. I'm pretty sure I didn't manage to get all that across very well. No. What? She's incorporeal? I don't know. She... And we haven't seen that last scene yet. She smacked a bunch of stuff. She, seemed she pretty... punches the wall. The room shakes. She seems very corporeal. And not a metaphor. She's just a a hot lady that punches and kicks. You know, Nomura said a lot of shit over the years. Yeah. That's one of the most... I don't know if you know what the fuck you're talking about. Well... There is no way in hell that this character, as we see her in the game, is supposed to be a metaphor. He might not know what that word means. Or it's a translation issue. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe. Maybe he means, like thematically she represents these concepts because i believe that yeah sure she i could believe that a lot more than i could believe like she's a collective hallucination <laughs> you know when leon is talking to her right he got hit in the head yeah she wasn't actually there at all there's a gas leak <laughs> in the study <laughs> yeah I, I've been dying to get to Tifa, and I mean, clearly, clearly I've been dying to get to Tifa so that I could read this because I forgot that a lot of this quote is about stuff that hasn't happened yet. But <laughs> I don't know, it's still crazy. I, it's so weird. Yeah. Not, uh, not, anyway. not supported at all by the, the video game. Uh, Tifa hovers in. She's ma uh, mainly transparent. Uh, oh yeah, she, she was, says, she was like, boo, I'm a ghost. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. The part where she said, I'm a metaphor. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, sorry. I'm thinking of Fragile from Death Stranding. Oh, yeah. Great game. Uh, Tifa walks in, and she says, Have you seen a guy with spiky hair? And Sora says, Mine? And she says, Way spikier. Yeah. Wait, Is it? I Yes, it's more compact and spiky, I think. And it's, I suppose. Yeah. Sora's is closer to that fun look that everybody had in the 
early 2000s with the long with the long <laughs> flippy hair like I did. Uh, she looks around the study. She's like checking for secret doors or whatever. She kicks the wall. She gives up. She leaves. So Leon walks in uh, and says, hey, was that a ghost? Anyway, uh, was that a metaphor? Uh, Mickey Mouse is not here, but Mickey Mouse will be here very soon to deliver his most iconic line of the franchise. <sighs> yeah. Uh, he opens up a secret door to Ansem's computer room, which there was a secret door, it turns out. And Sora just runs up to the computer and just starts pounding on the keyboard at random while Leon begs him to stop. Yeah, he's a goddamn ape. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I love it because Sora, like, he's not, he's not like a cave boy. Well, he just seemingly is from an island that doesn't have computers. He's been out of school for a while. <laughs> so he might have he might have been right before they started doing computer class. <laughs> I'm trying to think what would be the first time Sora has seen a computer in his life. Right now, right now, I guess uh, he might have seen one in Twilight Town. He's probably seen. No, six- he would have seen a computer at Hollow Bastion. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he knew what it was. <laughs> That's right. This is some kind of weird vending machine. Yeah, it's a big journal. <laughs> is this some kind of cave drawing oh no i said he's not a cave boy and then i remembered that he has a lot of cave drawings that's true he is a little bit of a cave boy he's a bit of a cave boy uh goofy looks up at the ceiling and sees a little blue guy and we do see cl- more clearly this time that it is stitch it is stitch stitch not stitch not coming back this episode but that was stitch yeah he drops down and he's jumping around on the keyboard and causing problems and then he runs away it is worth noting he is this is he's in his stitch mode. He's in his stitch era. He he doesn't have his antennas. He has put his extra arms inside of his torso. Oh true. Yeah. He's not wearing an adorable little jumpsuit. All true. Will he so will he later? He, will he, he has met Lilo at this point. Oh, okay. Lilo's out there somewhere. I want to believe that Lilo and Stitch will be in Kingdom Hearts 4. That'd be that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Uh Oh, I think they're doing a live-action Lilo and Stitch, I just remember. What the fuck? What the fuck? This would be bad. Stop it. Don't, don't <laughs> Guys, do Guys, stop it. Copyright law is bad. We should get rid of copyright law. <laughs> oh, no. Sora's going to go to live-action Hawaii. <laughs> okay, but I am on board now, again, for FMV, the FMV section <laughs> of, of, of Kingdom Hearts no. 4. No! Where you're doing missed puzzles as Sora... Oh, yeah. I liked it. I mean, I haven't played Mist since I was way too young to play Mist. Yeah, same. Yeah. In my mind, Mist puzzles are inscrutable and impossible. It's impossible to know whether that's true or whether I was simply a child. But I'd love to see Sora take a whack at it anyway. I think Mist puzzles as an adult are doable. I believe Riven puzzles are fucking insane, which is the sequel to Mist. Yeah. I, my grandpa was was a mist gamer and i would see him playing riven and i would be like what in the world is happening right now and he'd be like oh you got to do these puzzles you got to put these little beads in this jar and i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna go read that's funny because i played those games at my grandma's house with my sisters and my grandma but and so my grandma was there with us but yeah riven we riven was too much for all of us i want to i want to i think about it every once in a while that i should try those games again yeah. I don't know if they're good. I just remember they're weird. They remastered Mist not that long ago. Might be good. Mm. Yeah. I'm looking at that. Yeah. Mist World. Uh, 
Donald jumps okay, on the no, keyboard sorry. too. Okay, I don't I'm know sorry. Why. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sora finding the terrible br- sons in books and being like, "You want to do what to your dad?" Because <laughs> Sora would let them both out, and then he'd get killed. <laughs> we'll do it. Well, it'll it'll be in Kingdom Hearts four. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, continue. Donald jumps on the keyboard. I don't know why he does, but he does. Yeah. And then we hear the fucking master control program from Tron being like, fucking cut that out. Stop. Stop it. Stop doing that. And Donald tries to step off of the keyboard, which means that he steps on the keyboard some more. Mm-hmm. And the MCP places them under arrest and it shoots a beam at them and it digitizes them and puts them in the computer. That's kind of what happens in Tron. Yeah. I've only seen Tron once. I remember liking it. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen Tron, here's what you need to know for what's about to happen. There is an evil computer called the Master Control Program that wants to control the system. He has a lackey named General Sark, who is also evil. There's Tron, who is good. The whole system was created by a corporation called ENCOM. And also, you can go into it. I think that's everything you need to know. Oh, and light cycles exist. Everything And everything looks sick as hell. Yes. Uh... And I believe it's an operating system, which doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, in in this, it's Hollow Bastion OS is what Ansem... Okay, so pulling it back a little bit, they they find themselves tronified. Uh, they are arrested by uh, uh, Sark. I think I said General Sark. I think it's Commander Sark. Yeah. Uh, he establishes his authority by briefly torturing Donald and Goofy. <laughs> yeah, that was surprising. Uh, I should also say, because I don't know if this was clear what was going on, I think this is lore that you only get from the journal, from, like, Jiminy's journal, if you go to the enemies section. Mm-hmm. All the Heartless in uh, the Space Paranoids are basically the MCP found uh, Ansem's data on Heartless and tried to recreate them as, like, little computer programs. Oh. Which is fun. It's just a little bit of fun. That is fun. Uh, I like it. Tron Sora looks sick as hell, and uh, Tron Donald and Goofy also look pretty good. Um, I just, I, I love how Tron looks. I don't know what it is, but Tron has always just appealed to me in a big way. See, this is why Tron is good, and Tron Legacy sucks ass and sucks shit and is the worst. Hmm. Because in Tron, he's wearing like tights and a and a foam helmet <laughs> yeah. and a frisbee on his back. Yeah. But in Tron Legacy, they're supposed to look cool. Yeah. But in this, he looks, quote unquote, cool. Yeah. I also kind of like Tron Legacy, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 did, I did not care for it. Have not seen I, it. Have not seen it since I was a teen, so. I hated the part where, uh, Tron, who has been turned evil in Tron Legacy, and he's become Rinsler, they call him for some <laughs> stupid fucking reason. <laughs> the part where Rinsler. And I've been haunted by this for years, and my girlfriend has heard me complain about this perhaps a dozen times. Sure. (laughs) The scene where Tron just inexplicably is like, "Uh, uh, no, I fight for the users, and he turns good for literally no reason. That's because he fights for the users. There's a reason right there. I hate it. Yeah. He reprograms himself. It doesn't make any sense. It's a computer program, damn it. The Daft Punk soundtrack's really good, though. Yes, that's true. That's the entire reason that I saw it, because I was very into Daft Punk at the time. Yeah. Not that I ever stopped. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, here's another thing about Tron. I just learned this the other day when I was looking up Tron because of this. 
apparently, the same year that Tron Legacy came out, they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna make a third. The third is in the works. We're Disney. We don't just make a movie. Right. We make franchises. So they announced the third Tron movie, Tron Ares. Uh, and it's, it's gone through directors. It's kind of in development hell. It's, they've, they've re, they've rehired directors and they've, they've changed up writers and they've scrapped and started over on script after script. Uh, but it is confirmed to still be in development. Really? Uh, over 10 years later. Daft Punk's not even a band anymore. They are supposedly going to be in it. That is, I think, one of the only things that we know about it for sure. Hmm. But there's one constant. There's one constant that for the past, like, ten years we have known uh, about the Tron uh, third quill. Sora's in it? Which is that non-negotiable Jared Leto will be in it. Ah, oh, fuck. Woohoo! God damn it. Why does he have to be in all that shit? Like, anything... <laughs> they always put him in cool stuff, and I don't like to see him there. Well, they also put him in terrible stuff that sucks. That's true. He he's just in a lot of stuff. Stop being in stuff, Jared Leto. Stop stop. Stop putting Jared Leto in things. Yeah. It's the fucking worst. Ugh. 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 Anyway. Yeah, again, that was in like two thousand ten. A lot has happened since then with Jared Leto, and they haven't reconsidered him for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's still I mean the average person doesn't know how much Jared Leto sucks, so that's true. It's always it's always weird to remember that the average person, if they have an opinion on Jared Leto, it's probably positive. Yep. Weird. Anyway, uh, so they are put in a cell with Tron, and Tron's, Tron tells them that there was a computer system designed by a company called NCOM. So NCOM is canon to the universe of Kingdom Hearts, which is incredible. <sighs> yeah, this stuff's amazing. And... His original user, or not not his original user, but Tron's user, found the original system and created a copy of it and renamed it Hollow Bastion OS. <laughs> and uh, he used it to run his computer. He's he's using it for his research. Uh, it like runs the town's like automated maintenance and security systems and such. Yeah, I I love to have a computer system that can, can become sentient and try to kill me. That's a good system, Ansem the Wise. <laughs> and uh, he's wise, and even Goofy doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. Which is, just goes to show how smart this is. It's true. Uh, I'm sad that Tron is not voiced by Jeff Bridges here. Because um, I would... Uh, you are, you're misremembering. Jeff Bridges is Clue. Yeah, but he does both, doesn't he? No, uh, this is Bruce Boxleitner. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is the original guy. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. I thought for some reason that Tron had... Oh, that's... I'm I'm getting some Legacy stuff mixed up with original Tron, I think. Yes, because I think in Legacy there's like a, an evil copy of Jeff Bridges or something. That, that is what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I was just wrong. I just really wanted to hear just like, Sora, we need to, <laughs> we need to start, start the Master Control Program. Jeff Bridges will be in it in Kingdom Hearts 4 when Sora goes to the newsroom world. <laughs> okay. I, I, I would have hoped for Big Lebowski world, but sure, let's do newsroom. That'll also be in Kingdom okay. Hearts 4. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Tron says, you guys are users, aren't you? You should get the fuck out of here. This is not good that you're in here. And they're like, okay, how do we get out? And he says, well, there's a computer terminal that can get you out. Uh, but we have to reactivate it with the power station. 
and we're locked in here. Then Sora says, well, I have a Keyblade. So he pulls out his Keyblade, and then you wouldn't have seen this because it's a gameplay moment, but you have to beat the shit out of the door until it explodes. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the way to use a key on a door. There's like a there's like a bits meter or something, and you have to like take the door's bits meter down to zero or something. It's a fucking key. <laughs> it's weird. It's silly. Uh, we cut to Sark talking to the MCP. Uh, I love the MCP's like stretched out grid face. It's so funny looking. I know this is from the movie, and it's exquisite. I love that they had this. Yeah, old movies look good. Tron, I, I was looking at images of Tron. It looks, it's very clearly a, an 80s movie, but it looks great. No, Tron, tr- yeah, because it has a style to it, and I think it was also a pretty expensive movie <laughs> at the time. Yeah, I want to rewatch Tron. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so Sark says, why can't we just kill Tron? And uh, the MCP says that they need the password to the data space first. And then they can kill Tron, and I guess he thinks that Tron has the password, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, so they go, and Sora reactivates the energy core. There's a stupid, like, mini-game boss fight gimmick fight thing, but it's basically nothing, and that's easy. Uh, and then Tron says... <laughs> I love this part where Tron is like, uh, can, before you leave, uh, because I helped you out, can you do a favor for me in return? And they're like, sure. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, you users are so weird. I haven't even told you what it is yet. <laughs> and you just accept the favor. No, it's a Sora thing, not a user thing, Tron. <laughs> uh, so he says, find my user. Uh, he will have the password for the DTD, which is the data space, which contains backups of all the original system programs including Tron himself. Tron has lost some kind of functionality since he fought the MCP. Uh, and the the DTD also contains sensitive and restricted stuff, pornography. Yes. So he says, uh, if, you get, if you get DTD access, I can restore all my functionalities. I can restore the system to how it was before the MCP fucked everything up. And Sora says, okay, what's your user's name? So we can look for him. And Tron says, Ansem the Wise, of course. Big moment. <laughs> and Sora's like, oh, uh, about that guy. And Donna's like, no, Sora, shut up. It's not important. <laughs> shut, Bye, Tron. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Sora. <laughs> I don't know if Sora was going to tell him, uh, we killed him. Ha ha. No, that, yeah, definitely. That's what he always says. Or, uh, oh, did you know he's evil? He's evil and I killed him. <laughs> ha ha. Bye, bye, Tron. Uh, but they leave. Yeah. Uh, uh tron sends them back to the to the real world um so they they kind of explain everything to leon and uh they say (laughs) this is so funny because leon is like okay we have to get into ansem's computer the data that he has could be incredibly important and they're like okay leon we just need to get ansem's password to get into the dtd and leon's like oh forget it then (laughs) he just immediately gives up yeah oh i don't really want to (laughs) try uh never mind yeah. Uh Tifa walks in and interrupts for no particular reason. Hi, and hi, they I'm like not... follow her into the study where she starts like looking for cloud by like bashing things. But we know what's really happening is they all just went there and they were really the ones bashing things. They just imagined Tifa <laughs> doing it. <laughs> Sora's just like hitting the wall with his keyblade and going, I'm Tifa, have you seen a guy with spiky hair? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
Uh, Antifa, she grabs the portrait of Apprentice off the wall, and she moves it aside, and she finds some sketches on the wall behind it, and we see uh, Hollow Main Security, Tron Door to Darkness... <laughs> And Sora, because because the 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 words are kind of faded, so all you can really see is the D, the T, and the D. And Sora points at it, and he goes D T D, and it's like an extreme close up on the wall, so you can't really see Sora. But I love that they clearly have like animated him having to jump to reach the letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can like just see the top of his head like bobbing up into frame and going back down. So funny. Uh, thank you, video game. Well, then Donald reads it super slow in a way that made me wonder if Donald's only semi-literate. <laughs> and then we get one of the most memed moments of all of Kingdom Hearts. Say, fellas, did somebody mention the door to darkness? I I applauded. Have you seen this clip before? No! Oh my god, it's in like every Kingdom Hearts out of context, funny moments, whatever compilation. It's so fucking funny. I mean, yeah, I mean, already Tron Door to Darkness is like my activation phrase, and then, <laughs> and, then and then, and then we get Mickey coming in. There's a lot of good stuff happening here. He's in his black coat. I, I've never been able to tell if it's like the black coat, like having a weird effect on the shape of his face, but it looks like he's doing like intense, angry eyebrows as he smiles at them. I think it is the coat. I think it is also just having, having Mickey in a 3D space makes his widow's peak look kind of weird sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, God, it's so funny. I, I also, at this moment, I, I learned something, and it has nothing to do with this scene, but this is where I looked this up, so I am going to tell you about it. Because mm-hmm. I was looking up, uh, I, I was curious when uh, the voice actor changed, because Wayne Allwine passed away, mm. and uh, Brett Iwen replaced him as Mickey's voice. And he's he's pretty good. Yeah. He's a solid Mickey. Wayne Allwine is, I mean, he's he's Mickey. Right. And I was just I was just looking up which one this was because I, I was I was pretty sure this was Wayne and it was, but I, I saw on the on the wiki that the Japanese voice actor changed for Kingdom Hearts three, and I was wondering did the Japanese voice actor for Mickey Mouse pass away? So I looked him up on Wikipedia, and what I learned was he is not okay. This is so weird. <laughs> up until 2018, the Japanese voice actor for Mickey Mouse was not a voice actor. What? He is a literature professor in Japan who, in the, I think the mid 90s, started doing Mickey Mouse's dub voice as like a side job. This is a very Japanese story, yeah. He's not a professional voice actor. He's done little to nothing besides Mickey Mouse. I would also say, in my opinion, he wasn't very good. (laughs) Oh, have you listened to it? I looked up a comparison clip between Mickey's English and Japanese voices, and it's not very good. It sounds like just a guy doing a bad Mickey Mouse impression, like when I did one a minute ago. It's really weird that he was the voice of Mickey in Japan for like 20-something years before they finally recast him with an actual professional voice actor. Well, if that's the only voice of Mickey you'd ever heard, it's probably pretty good. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Uh, anyway, that has nothing to do with this, but this is just when I learned this. Uh, so Mickey is, have when you were a child, yeah, 
did you ever play pretend and and you're you're sneaking mm-hmm. and you're just like sneaking around on the playground or at home or whatever and you're like looking around all shifty and you're like hiding behind corners and doors and you're doing the shush gesture shh, yeah and nothing's actually happening you're just like shh i don't want mom to see me yeah because i'm on a mission just just yeah for your for your mission that is what Mickey looks like in this. He's just like closing doors and like looking and being like, was I followed? And they're like, King Mickey. And he's like, shh. But then he will like loudly talk to them. But then they're like, wow, shh. Well, he's got magic on his voice that he's, you know, <laughs> and they, they don't have that. He looks so ridiculous in this scene. He keeps shushing them. Uh, I It is adorable when Donald and Goofy like tackle him and hug him. Love that. Oh, yeah, I did love the big hug. It is sort of like Mickey is constantly going back and forth between being Mickey Mouse and then being cool Mickey box art. <laughs> yeah. I love any time Donald and Goofy get to see him, though. They're always yeah. just so happy. They, they like, forget that he's their, their majesty, and they're just like, it's our best friend! Yeah, they pick, <laughs> they pick him up. It's cute. Uh, So they catch him up on what's going on. He he doesn't seem to understand what a password is. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I'm like, you don't know what a password is, Mickey? They're like, we need Ansem's password. And he says, password? Oh, like a code? Yeah. Another guy who doesn't have computers. Uh, so Mickey says, well, in real life, the door to darkness can only be opened by the seven princesses of heart. So maybe... The password to the DTD data space is the names of the princesses of heart, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, it's also, yeah, it's like, why, why that, Ansem? We learn that his password is, it's, it's like, oh, his password is Belle, Snow White, Aurora, Alice, Jasmine, Cinderella, Kyrie. Yeah, it's really weird that he knew Kyrie's name, too, because... People, I thought people didn't really know she was a princess of heart right away. Tetsuya Nomura has never used a computer, first of all. Right. Um, I, I think that he, I mean, he clearly did know, but I think that people in Hollow Bastion did know that she was a princess of heart before she left. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, in the flashback scene, she's in the castle. True. Okay. Yep. All right. I, I don't think we know that much more about that just yet but yeah we we do we do know that she was allowed as a little girl to just hang out in the castle (laughs) right uh but yeah i actually don't know off the top of my head how much we know about like her relationship with ansem if if they had met each other when she was a little girl i don't know maybe we'll find that out someday uh anyway they have they have cracked ansem's horrible password i mean look it's not a bad password if ansem can remember it right it's a bad password for them to think that they've cracked what if it's not bell snow white aurora alice jasmine cinderella Kyrie? what if it's bell aurora alice snow white cinderella jasmine Kyrie? i did wonder about that yeah i was like it could be any combination right are there are there commas are there dashes, underscores? Maybe you just have to write all of the uh all of them down in any order and it's fine. Is is the I in Alice a one? Like what are we what are we doing here, <laughs> you know? I mean, 
look, it's an incredibly secure password. No one's going to crack it, which is why it's so ridiculous that they figure it out like this. Yeah, I just have to go with passwords work differently in Kingdom Hearts, and as long as you put all the right <laughs> words in, it works. I guess so. There's no, there's no special characters allowed. Mm-mm. There's no, uh, there's no capitalization allowed. Passwords are not case sensitive. And also, as long as you have all the right letters, it doesn't matter what order. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mickey says, uh, if we can get into his system, we might just be able to find Ansem. And Sora says, haha, we killed him. <laughs> yeah. It's his favorite thing and to Mickey say. And Mickey says, oh, uh, about that, I should probably tell you some stuff. Right. Yeah, I, I, he, Mickey's like, I should probably tell you some stuff, but don't worry, I'll definitely be here when you get back, and there's no way that I won't be here when you, when you get back. Uh, so he says, uh... I, I will explain everything to you. Uh, you should get back to Tron if he's waiting for you. I will I will tell you everything when you return. Uh, here's the master form uh, that you can transform into that makes your clothes yellow and look stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I think you can fly and dual wield, too? Too? Uh, also, there's a chest here that Sora finds that has a ukulele charm that he can use to summon Stitch. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, Stitch... Stitch's summon is so silly. I think I mentioned that Chicken Little turns the game into a first-person shooter. Yes. If I remember correctly, what Stitch does is he climbs around on your screen and, like, interacts with the UI. So, like, he will, like, lick your health bar to heal you. Oh. And then I think that the, like, limit break is that he plays ukulele and I think there's a rhythm game. That's fun. It's fun. I never did it. Uh, we go back into the space paranoids. Tron is missing, and Sark teleports them to the game grid. <laughs> yeah, game grid's a Tron classic. For the light cycle mini game. Hell yeah, I love light cycles. Not in this, you don't. I Uh-oh. hate this part. Is it bad? It's. I I think it could be good if you were a little stronger, and it wasn't as long. Mm, I remember getting really stuck on this part because it just keeps going and going and going because you're like light cycling around and there's like a maze and what ultimately happens is a heartless turret data thing like blasts a hole in the wall and you're trying to get to the hole but all the walls keep popping up in front of you so you have to turn every which way and you don't know how to get to the maze and then you die and you're like you've been doing this for 45 minutes and you're like I have to go to school yeah and that's how the game works. I do hate when the game sends me to school. So, I I like the idea of this. I remember hating playing it. Uh, they, but that's that's not interesting compared to what happens next, which is one of the funniest parts of the game. Is they return to the cell after they escape. They find Tron, and he says, "Why are you here?" And they say, "We came to give you the password." And he says, "Why didn't you just transmit the data through the console?" <laughs> I love that so much. That's so funny. And they're like, wait, what do you mean? We can... (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really funny to even say that's something they could have done. (laughs) Like, there's a part later, I think, where he he literally tells them before they go back out. He's like, he's like, any data you need to access, you can do so through the terminal in your world. And they're like, oh, so wait, if I need to play a video and read a Word document, I don't have to come back to the computer? <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. I love that Tron brings this up. Why didn't you just transmit the data? 
It's really funny because it's like... This could have been an email. <laughs> it feels like the conceit of having a computer you can go inside of means you would go inside the computer to use it. And it's very funny for the game to be like, no, you, it's a fucking computer. <laughs> Right. I mean, this is like when this is like when Mark Zuckerberg talks about the metaverse and he's like, yeah, it'll be great. We'll all be wearing VR headsets. You'll go to virtual meetings in a virtual conference room. And I'm like, that sounds like a massive inconvenience. Why can't I just not do that instead? Yeah, why can't I- Mark Zuckerberg saw this and was like, no, they should have to they should have to go inside the computer and hand Tron a piece of paper that has the password written on it. Yeah. Yeah, they'll love it. Except Tron's not going to look it. Tron's not going to look cool. Tron's going to look like a Wii game. He's not going to have legs. No. Uh, you can you can buy a Tron helmet for cryptocurrency for the equivalent of $5,000. But you'll be able to use that helmet in any video game, except for <laughs> except for uh, really any and of them that you would actually want to play. Including this one. You actually can't use it. Can't use it here, no. Uh, so they... Uh, what happens? They, they, oh yeah, Tron, he's like all messed up. He's, he's not doing well. He, but he's like, you just need to get access to the DTD and restore me and I'll get all my functionality back. I'll be okay. This ultimately amounts to nothing because they just do and he's fine. <laughs> uh, they tell him the password, Bell, Snow White, Aurora, Alice, Jasmine, Cinderella, Kyrie. Tron looks at them like, wait. Is, so hold on, slow down. Uh, is that capital B Bell? Is there a, uh, what, uh, underscore, uh, between names? And they're like, what? Sorry underscore what's that what's an underscore yeah oh you mean like when we go to the coliseum to get ready for the games and we try to hit the barrels in a little mini game and we don't do good enough and phil doesn't let us progress is that an underscore yeah and you said the word transmit earlier what's that mean (laughs) (laughs) what's data by the way also while we're here yeah where are we what are you what is happening i'm scared (laughs) uh tron uh puts the password in he restores his original functions but the MCP uh, has has been waiting for this to happen. He tries to access the DTD and take over the system, and he he does, and he accesses the emergency self destruct program for the whole town. Ansem, why? Oh no! Why did you put bombs under the town, this Ansem? Should... Yeah, I wonder. Maybe this was a Ansem the naughty edition. <laughs> Ansem the Ansem the nice and wise. Ansem the mean and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But Tron uh, temporarily locks the MCP out by changing the password. Uh, they go to the IO Tower or something. The MCP is trying to something and something happens. I I, I was a little unclear on everything that happened here. Yeah. Um, computers. Computer stuff happens. Tron says... I don't understand why I ally myself with users. And Sora says, that's friendship, man. And they fight a big bad program. And Tron says, thank you. We, my, my user, he wouldn't want the MCP blowing up the town unless it was a real emergency. And Sora says, Tron, I have a confession. We didn't get the password from Ansem. He's actually our enemy. And I think we killed him? I'm a little unclear on that at this point. And Tron says... He's my enemy, too. And they go, what? what? He says, uh, well, he took the ENCOM system. Every time they say ENCOM, it makes me laugh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he he took the, uh, well, it stands for uh, emotional, nice chain of memories. That's right. And he modified it and he created Holobastion OS, which makes, which makes him my user. But 
uh, there was a day when he suddenly brought the MCP back online and gave him power over the system again. And that makes him my enemy. But the man that I remember, the user I remember, would never have done that. Something must have changed about him. Yeah. Yeah. He was, we know what it was. He was a different guy. <laughs> it was a different guy using the computer. <laughs> he just logged in in the same username. C- computers in like a family household must be so confused all the time yeah yeah definitely i just don't get it one day you're you're doing your taxes the next you're logging on to cartoonnetwork.com yeah you spent five hours on homestarrunner.com and then and then you read drudge report (laughs) (laughs) users sure are illogical yeah, and Tron kind of says this. He's like, wow, users are weird. You have the ability to just kind of fuck around a lot, and then it just works out. That's crazy. <laughs> users are defined by their ability to fuck around and find out. Yeah, but positive. Yeah, so he says, uh, I don't understand you people and how you do the things that you do, but I, I've, al- I've always found that you're good at just, like, being illogical and finding answers, so I, I think you'll find find out what happened to my user. Uh this is the, the part where he's like, oh, by the way, before you go, you don't need to come back in here. <laughs> Please leave me the fuck alone. I, I don't really like it. Uh, and he says, I changed the password to the names of my new friends uh, in some order, with some capitals, some numbers, and some special characters. I'm sure you'll get it. And he does give them a thumbs up. He does give them a thumbs up. They go back to the computer room and Leon says, look at this. And he shows up the computer, and Tron has done a little a little pixel art thank you message it's, to them with it's the cutest little screen with drawings of them and little pixel art. It's so cute. Thank you, Tron. Thanks, Tron. Love it. Tron, door to darkness. And Leon asks them what the new password is, and they say it's Sora Donald Goofy. And Leon's like, oh my god, <laughs> it's like these fucking kids. I don't, I don't want to be here. Uh, so Leon says, okay, I have to go check on the town because I think it exploded or something. Uh, Sora, can you get started on copying the data? And Sora's like, wait, 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 wait. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And Leon's like, no, 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 you, you know what you're doing, bye. <laughs> and Sora just, like, looks apprehensively at the keyboard and he's like, uh. Yeah, I mean, this is not his strong, strong point, strong suit, for sure. He just starts, like, randomly pressing keys, and he literally goes, Whoa! It's doing something! <laughs> I would have left it if he just jumped back in the computer to try to get Tron to, to do it for Tron. him again. Tron! Hey, Tron! He, like, draws a picture of the keyboard and is like, Can you tell me which button to press? <laughs> I think I can hear your neighbors. Uh, oh. Oh, you can. Yeah, I don't normally hear them. They're really having a party right now. They're... The, the, I think they got their new pogo stick team. <laughs> they're, they're going to nationals this year. <laughs> they're all training. Wow. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll do my best to edit it out. <laughs> Whoa. This is what I live with. That's crazy. Have you ever talked to them? I mean, probably not. I mean, it's they're not doing anything. It's just the floor is creaky. Oh, is There's that, nothing they could do about it. Is that it. all it is? Oh, okay. Yeah, believe me, I had previous neighbors who were screaming and jumping. Oh, they were their children, I should say, oh, for the okay. record. <laughs> that but was yeah. that's less dark. Okay, 
Yes, there there used there there used to be screaming children like running and stomping and jumping and it was it was so much louder than this. This is literally just the floor is really creaky and there's nothing I can do about it. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um so Sora starts hunting and pecking and he types out Riku and Kairi. I love watching Sora type. Yeah, it's good. This is a boy using a keyboard for the first time in his life literally. It's like watching a dad type. It's so funny. And the computer says no. Got nothing. Goofy is like, here, let me fucking do it. <laughs> and Goofy then proceeds to also hunt and peck, but a little bit faster. <laughs> he uses like two fingers on each hand. Yeah. Uh, he searches for nobodies. He finds a report, but it's corrupted. They can't open it. Same thing for the organization. And then Sora just starts hitting the computer, and in like a very cartoony style, every time he hits it, it like scatters little pop-up error windows all over the screen. <laughs> uh, very good. But then he hits it so good that it says, here's a picture of my dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it did that. It just pops up a picture of a, a blonde man with slicked back hair and a lab coat and a red scarf. And Mickey walks in and says, hey, you got the computer working. <laughs> yeah, we're geniuses. Mickey, you're just, you're just gonna, I know it's not your fault. You didn't know what he did, but you're just gonna encourage Sora to do this again next time. <laughs> Yeah, you just you just fucking just whack it a few times and it'll show you what you want. It works for Sora most of the time with the keyboard. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, he literally the first thing he did in the computer was just beat something up with his keyblade until it did what he wanted it to do. That's right. Um, and Mickey looks at the picture and says, "Hey, it's Ansem." And Sora in this moment is so fucking funny because he's like, what? And he physically grabs Mickey and drags him into the study in the other room and shows him the portrait. And it's like, this is Ansem, your majesty. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, mouse handling of Mickey happening here. I couldn't believe that Donna the Goofy let him get away with that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Mickey looks at the portrait and says, okay, this is going to be a little confusing. <laughs> yeah. The man in this picture resembles the man that you fought in Kingdom Hearts 1. But that was actually this guy's heartless. This man, when he was a man, stole Ansem's name and turned himself into a heartless, who also called himself Ansem... <laughs> and then his nobody became the leader of Organization Thirteen. It it really does beg the question: Why did they have to have the same name? Was there a benefit to stealing Ansem's name? I think that Nomura probably didn't know what he was doing the first game. Not not that he didn't know what he was doing. I think that he hadn't originally planned this, right? Because I really don't. But I don't know, because I think about this sometimes, and I'm like, if he didn't plan this originally, what is the benefit of this twist? What's what I mean? Like, why why couldn't Ansem's master have been named, like, Jim or something, you know? And, and like, like, I just don't get why he stole the name. That's the part that's really confusing to me. Yeah, um, I think that's still kind of a question. I don't think anyone has really come up with a satisfying explanation of why he stole the name. I guess it could be, maybe Nerona thought he needed to do it because of the retcon of Ansem not being the one that had done the original experiments. And so maybe he was like, oh, well, I've got to make it be that he stole his name. And that's why the name, I guess yeah, maybe, I guess... I guess that's maybe the only reason why he isn't just Jim the Wise or something. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I, that's probably right, because 
Leon and friends, they do actually come to think of it in a similar way to Tron saying like, oh, my user was so cool and epic, but then one day he started being bad and mean and stupid. That is kind of what Leon says. Like, we had this really cool ruler, but suddenly out of nowhere, he like betrayed us all and became evil and the town got destroyed. Right. Um, so I guess actually this does, this does kind of line up with stuff that they said in the first game, come to think of it. Yeah, it, it does feel like the easier retcon would have just been a guy with a different name, but I guess that wasn't what they wanted to do, so. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's it's also a little weird because the Heartless calls himself Ansem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a little muddled, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah. We, if you just accept that he did it because he's a weirdo, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He was just being a dick. I don't know. He's evil. He's evil. Um, yeah. This was all, this was kind of weird though because Sora and friends are like really upset that the man that they defeated wasn't really Ansem. He's like, "Oh, we went we worked so hard to defeat an imposter." And then Mickey's immediately like, "Why would that matter?" <laughs> right, it's like, "What's the Sora, do you just want to kill someone who's named Ansem?" And you're like, "Oh man, that wasn't even his real name. Oh, come on." I hate the name Ansem. You don't know Ansem. When I was in preschool, there was a kid named Ansem. He was a huge dick. And then I wanted to kill him. <laughs> this is my opportunity. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, I don't know why he's so, like, why isn't he just like, oh, well, hey, it's a good thing we beat the villain anyway. <laughs> yeah. Very silly. Uh, but Goofy uh, is the only one who has any, like, presence of mind here to be like, that doesn't matter. What happened to Ansem? And Mickey says, I don't know. And Goofy is the one who figures it out, by the way. He's like, so wait, does the imposter have a nobody? And Mickey says, yeah, that's the leader of the organization. Yeah, because Goofy's really the, Goofy's the real genius here. He's the real genius. I saw, here's the Reddit report of the day. <laughs> I saw a post that was so wild. It was like, I bet the villain was really not expecting his evil plan to be foiled by a ableist slur duck and a feeble-minded dog what a weird post what a weird post goofy is very smart goofy smart also i don't think the villain thought his plan would be foiled by anyone yeah it's kind of the whole thing even if it was a smart dog he probably still didn't think that his plan would be foiled yeah yeah which is what happens yeah he thought there was he thought there was darkness behind that door (laughs) but guess what that was not darkness behind that door so uh mickey uh he says i i know that i met the imposter before when he was a human but i i can't remember much about him i only met him once uh now this is a bit of a retcon arguably Mm -hmm. i guess there's two possibilities either uh well i guess the third possibility being this is inconsistent and it's a plot hole uh, but I guess the two the two plot the two possibilities to make sense of this are uh, imposter Ansem uh, wrote from his boss's perspective about doing a six hour podcast with Mickey Mouse, right? Or Mickey did a six hour podcast with the imposter and completely forgot about it. Oh, because I thought Mickey did the six hour podcast with real Ansem. And then no, because the the only Ansem report in Kingdom Hearts one that is the real Ansem is the first one where he's like, "I'm the king. Everyone loves me. I need to do research on hearts and darkness." Okay, so yeah, 
either Mickey's six hour podcast was with Painting Man or uh Painting Man was was like putting on an ansom, putting on a my boss mask and getting his doing could a little that. voice I mean, and it could be like, a lot of things, I guess. <laughs> Dear diary, today I Ansem talk to a mouse. <laughs> Wait, why does Ansem have Mickey Mouse voice? Oh, that's just Ansem's voice. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, you'll see when he shows up. So, uh, Sora asks where Riku is, and Mickey, for no reason, is just like, "I can't help you," and he like won't even like look at Sora. Yeah, that was weird. I know that he promised Riku not to tell Sora, but it's very funny that he's <laughs> he's basically implying that Riku is, like, lost forever. Yeah, dead or something. <laughs> he, can't, he can't even just be like, he's alive, but I can't tell you anything more than that. He's on a secret mission. I don't know. Yeah, something. Uh, but Sora changes the subject and says the organization might have kidnapped Kairi, and Mickey says... Helping others should always come before asking others to help. And I'm not busy right now, so I'll help ya. <laughs> uh, Thank you, your majesty. Thanks, Mickey. Glad to see you do something. Uh, so yeah, he agrees to help them look for Riku and Kairi together, and then the whole castle starts shaking, and they run outside to see what's happening, and that's where we're going to end it for this week. Yeah. Because this this whole part... The Hollow Bastion stuff is pretty fucking long. Okay. There's a lot that happens here. That's good. Stuff's happening, and I like that. Yay. Next time, we're going to talk about the Battle of a Thousand Heartless. Wow. I can't wait to see all those rendered on screen. Probably other stuff. I don't remember exactly what happens here, but yeah. it's, it's Next week is going to be a big week in terms of characters getting to do things. Does Kyrie get to do something? No, probably not. Oh, okay. But like Leon fights and stuff. Okay. Nice. So, that's good. Uh, that's it for this week. Yeah, now it's time for Wish Us Duck. It's time for Wish Us Duck. Uh, just uh, concluding thoughts. Uh, <laughs> fucking good to have the game be fun and interesting again. Yeah, it's fun and good, and the Tron stuff's really crazy if you think about it too much. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess the 80s just exists somewhere in the, in the Kingdom Hearts universe. I um, mean, everything else does, so I guess... Somewhere out there, Encom is around, and Jeff Bridges is there. Yeah. And he will be in Kingdom Hearts 4. Um, in multiple roles. He's actually, every, it, that's the Jeff Bridges-themed uh, game, where they only go to Jeff Bridges' properties. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 4, building bridges. <laughs> no, that's that's the Death Stranding uh, crossover with Sam Porter Bridges. Oh, God. Jeff Bridges is going to be in, in Death Stranding 2, and they're going to call it call it out a hundred thousand times over the course of the game yeah my name's jeff bridges and you're sam my name Porter is jeff bridges. bridges that's my real name my real name i like how our jeff bridges impressions are so wildly different <laughs> yeah. we can't both be right yeah and yet we are i think we're doing speaking of us both yeah. being right yes it's time for wish us stuff time for wish us stuff where we do Two incredibly different, but also perfect Donald Duck impressions. Correct. What, uh, what should we say this time? Uh, Tron Door to Darkness. <laughs> it's probably a hard thing to say in the Donald voice, but yeah. Try my best. Here we go. Okay. 
the the N, I it's impossible. I don't know how to do it. Oh my god, no. I I can't do an N. I probably can't either, so here we go. I need to look up how Donald Duck actually says ends because there's no way that he just doesn't do it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Does he, does he do like a little congested D? Probably. <laughs> That's probably right. Ugh. It's not good. I feel like I've regressed again. I was doing better earlier today, but sometimes I just get stage fright. <laughs> One waddle forwards, two waddles back. Yeah. That's the wish us duck way. Yep. Next week's going to be incredible, though. Yeah. Next week, going to knock your socks off so that you look <laughs> more like Donald Duck. <laughs> uh, I think I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else to say. I don't think I have a crackpot corner this week. Do I? No, I, I already said my stuff about Pluto, so I think we're good. Yeah, the tr- uh, we're still we're still in the realm where all of my crackpot corners are to do with characters that we have not met yet. <laughs> all right, well we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. We're on co-host at Sounds About Light, and we're on Twitter at Sounds About Light. Yeah, I'm I'm on co-host at Achilles Heelys, and uh, yeah. Listen to my other podcasts. Zero to Zero, we just finished Blade 2, which had a very good third act after a not-so-good second act. Wahoo, thank God. Yay. Yay. I liked the part where uh, Chris Christopherson shot a bunch of fetuses. (laughs) I like the part where they have to CGI his eyes closed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good movie in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Next next week, we'll be finishing Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Also, listen to Dr. Huh, where we did a very stupid April Fool's episode. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I guess I'm on the F-plus next year credit, but uh, I'm editing an F-plus episode, so you'll hear one soon. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. I think think i think there's gonna be an episode of extra credit going up the same day that this episode goes up that i'm in i think okay normally i'd say that i would uh cut this part if it's not but i'll have already queued the episode up so i actually don't know we'll all find out together that's part of the fun that's right <laughs> we're hosted on noisespace.xyz where you can find podcasts such as Camarocho radio and Nana Roy's Nightmarinera, and Picking Up Something Good, and The Sonic Shuffle, and Video Game of the Movie, the podcast. So check those shows out, and listen to them, and enjoy them, and like them a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you like us, you can you can tell a friend, you can tell an enemy, uh, you can tell your your deepest, darkest secrets to your deepest, darkest enemy, you- and maybe you might just turn them light. Yeah, you can transmit them through a computer, and you don't even have to you go inside of it. Our, you can transmit our episodes. Uh, we'll probably do the same to you. Um, leave us a nice review on iTunes, maybe. I don't know. It's your life. That'd be cool. I think we're marked on iTunes as a lifestyle podcast for some reason. I don't quite know what happened there. <laughs> it's just, it is kind of a lifestyle. To, to King think. of Hearts is a way of life. It is. Uh... <laughs> What's this doodle? Hello?
Venga, sanzioni, trama, tortura. Looks like a diagram or something. Tortura, tamas. Oh, D, T, D. D, 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 D. This must be the data space. The DTD, the door to darkness. Say, fellas, did somebody mention the door to darkness? <laughs>